Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Forever! Dog! Hey, everyone! Thanks for tuning in. It is another week, which means it is time for another edition of It's a Mess. Yep, this is Caswell. And are you ready? I'm ready, ready, honey. I'm Peppermint, and I am Red Zay. Red Zay to partay. I feel ready. Oh, yeah. I feel kind of cute. Yeah, Yeah, you look cute. Thank you. you. Special for compliments. Why not? Such things you say. You didn't leave me a lot of compliments. You can tell me some compliments. I'm not. Right, I'm chill. feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, yeah. How was your week? Uh, my week was good. I'm doing another juice cleanse just for like three days. Just mm-hmm. get back in to the zone. I'm on day two right now. So I'm feeling good. My body is pretty adjusted mm-hmm. to it. This is like the third time I've done a juice cleanse in the past three months, two months. So it, it really, really helps. It really helps. Sidebar. In the zone what? is one of Britney Spears' best albums. I'm just going to say that. You really... <laughs> did you have to make a stretch before you made that reach, girl? No, was it a stretch? Okay, we're talking about Britney Spears here. No, I'm talking about my juice and fast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Blackout is her best album. No way. Are you crazy? No. Excuse no. me. Why? You no. need to give me two reasons why Blackout is a better album than In the Zone. Go. First of all, it was much of an accomplishment since she apparently seemed blacked out a, during, the entire, <laughs> during the recording during process. The, that, was, that was that Britney Spears era where she was going into a Taco Bell like every two days and, and, and a terrorizing people. And, in the Umbrella episode, and okay. then she comes out with this miraculous album with all these hits. Toxic? Bitch, you can't top top. No, no, no. You're right. I, I gotta I gotta hand it to you. Toxic is is one of her best singles, obviously. And Blackout is great. Give me more. Really, really, really. It's so interesting as a song. It's good, in my opinion. But what I don't like, and I'm, I'm just gonna say, what what really gets me into an album with an artist. How do we get on this? I don't know. Okay. All right. What really gets me into an album as an with when I'm looking at an artist is how like passionate they are about their work that they're about to do. All artists go out and promote their new album. Madonna does it. Everybody does it. Madonna will completely like turn into a completely different person to promote this new album. If it's a Spanish album, she's acting like she's from Spain. If it's a whatever, you know, like she becomes That's whatever true. this this project is. Britney Spears was in the parking lot raging around and then the next morning there was a new album and was like, did they just use a robot to to? I don't even do think this? it's like, her voice, to tell you the truth. I don't even that, think it's her the, voice. People are saying it's, exactly. So so it is a great album. Is it Britney Spears' best album? Well, look, I, Passion, wait, no, I want to give you Passion a reason is why. not Britney Spears' middle name. When it comes to her music, she it is, always she has been. When it, no, it always has been when it came to her performance and her performance, her her first sure. performance of the "Gimme More" track off of, of, oh. of the, the was a, a, was a fool. Nobody can say it. Nobody can say it. So that's why Chris Crocker was having a conniption and making videos because he had to felt like he had to defend Britney. But the reason why I think that "In the Zone" is her best album is because it's definitely, in my opinion, the most impeccably produced and sung of all the Britney Spears albums. What, what, is that the one with 
slave for you? Yes. Yeah. It is? That's a slave no, for you? No, no. Slave for you is not. Let me just look it up. We are getting off track. This is going to be a long ass episode. That's okay. We're into it. In the Zone. What singles are that? I'll tell you right now. In the Zone, the lead single, uh, Me Against the Music. Um, This came out after Slave for You. Um, I was in that video, by the way. You were in the Me Against the Music video? Yeah, with Madonna. And excuse me, Toxic video. is on In the Zone. Is it? Yes. Oh, well. This is after Blackout. This is after Blackout. All right, well. Anyway. Let's get in the zone of this motherfucking podcast, Yes, we're going to get in the zone of this podcast. <laughs> get in the contrary zone, Contrary to bitch. popular belief. Yes, we need to get in the zone. Because contrary to popular, uh, to probably to popular belief, this is not a um, health diet uh, <laughs> podcast, which we usually talk about, which we did a little bit because we were talking about the juice cleanse. And it's not a necessarily a music Britney Spears podcast. This is an advice podcast. And this is where we field questions from our faithful listeners and try to help them with some of their deepest, darkest, burning questions, problems, concerns, genitalia, whatever. Desires. Desires. Uh, and so the theme of tonight's, uh, shut up. The theme of today's episode is best friends, which is. With a question mark. <laughs> with a question mark. You have to say with a question mark. Uh, and these are questions that involve your best friend or questionable behaviors from friends in your life. But before we go into that, it's time for a new segment that we do every single week. Uh, it's called Exemplary Queens. And this is where we highlight someone in and or from around, inside of, outside of the community that has or is doing great things that we think that you should know about. So this week's exemplary queen is a man who uh, was a very close advisor to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, And he, he was an openly gay activist. Uh, in a time when, in, uh, back in the 60s during the civil rights struggle, when we know that uh, being openly gay was not seen the way it is as it is today. Um, he was a key organizer of the 1963 March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom. And this is the place where Martin Luther King delivered his infamous and his iconic and his legendary I Have a Dream speech. Um, and so this person was instrumental in making sure that that happened. Um, his partner for the last decade of his life said that he was someone who was working to expand our democratic freedoms and increase our civil liberties and our individual freedoms. In 1948, he served time in prison for refusing to go to war, and his prison records described him as an admitted homosexual. One reason, perhaps, why he hasn't received the same type of recognition as other people in the civil rights movement. Now, in the past few years, there have been a couple of documentaries, and his story has has come more to light. It's extremely important that we that we go back, and the reason why I chose him is because there are so many queer people throughout history who have done so many things to influence and affect change for everyone um, when it comes to fighting for rights. And the reason why is because a lot of times people who are queer or LGBT, maybe closeted or oppressed, uh, just just because they are feeling oppressed, activism comes usually a lot more um, freely with people who are oppressed. And it's it's something that they, they're, you know, when you're being oppressed, you fight for your rights. And so he is someone who definitely deserves to be highlighted. His name is the honorable, the fabulous, the person that I'm in- extremely indebted to and want to learn more and more about. His name is Bayard Rustin. And he is this week's Exemplary Queen. So thank you so much, Bayard, for your sacrifice and everything that you've done. Yay! 
Yeah. And you can check out uh, Buyer Rustin's exemplary queen card on the It's a Mess Instagram, which is It's a Mess podcast on Instagram. So check that out. Click it, like it, follow us. And there you go. That's how you have it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So now it's time to get into our questions. This is where people have written in and asked for our advice. We're going to do our best to give you some uh, pretty good advice. And uh, I think it's time we jump right in. Remember, the theme is best friends. (laughs) Okay. So this question question came in and I picked it. It goes, hi, Peppermint. Hi, Caswell. I am a 22-year-old girl living in Kentucky. My best friend since high school is always fishing for compliments. That sounds very I didn't mind this at the beginning of our friendship, but now it's become way too much. I don't know if she is just obsessed with how she looks or just needs constant reassurance or both, but she always needs me to tell her how good she looks. She recently did something really shady as well. Last week, she invited me to go to a house party with her. These kids must be young. But she called me first on the phone and told me it was super casual and not to dress up. So I wore jeans and a t-shirt, but she showed up completely dressed up with her hair done, makeup on, and a new outfit. So on top of the fact she is desperate for compliments, she's always trying to outdo me. I can tell since I know her well that she is a little insecure about being 15 to 20 pounds overweight. So this might have something to do with it. I don't know how to bring it up to her, but I find myself avoiding her the past couple of weeks. What do you think I should do? Do you think this friendship is worth it or if it will even last? Signed, Jasmine Sidecar. Jasmine Sidecar. Hennessy Sidecar. Oh, Jasmine. Okay, so look, I mean, I definitely have experience dealing with different people with different types of egos, especially being in the entertainment business. And um, Mm. a lot of times when you're in the entertainment business, uh, things are touch and go. A lot of what we hear and see on film, television, um, award show, red carpets, interviews, things like that, really just starts with somebody saying, hey, can you be here at this time in this place and just you show up? And then whatever happens, happens. A lot of that stuff isn't as planned out as you think. Um, And so how people people look on the red carpet or how they show up to a party really just is all they're making a lot of times. And so that's how people end up with the same outfit and things like that. So I kind of can get what Jasmine is coming from. But look, I don't really know exactly what the the draw is between the two of these folks here. I really think if you're that close of friends and this is maybe in the best friend category, uh, then there must be something redeeming about this girl's quality that you really, really, really like and can overlook. I think when you get down to brass tacks, everybody has some like negative things about their personality. There's friends that are always late. There's friends that always over talk people or that are really forgetful or, you know, there's lots of qualities that our friends or best friends can have. 
but hopefully the good ones outweigh the bad. But it sounds like that's not necessarily the case in this situation. Um, and so, but she's always fishing for compliments. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the girl is always fishing for compliments. So I mean, so, I don't know what to do. Like the the question is, I mean, she's asking us, do we think that that there's something that she can do about it, and will the friendship last? And I don't really know if the friendship's gonna last. I think it's not worth it to be like, look, bitch, you're always fishing for compliments, so go to hell. Like I think cursing her out would not be the right thing to do. So she doesn't have to curse her out, but she should really stop giving her. She should really stop feeding into her insecurities, which she just wants constant reassurance that mm-hmm. she looks okay, or she's not sure if she looks okay, or she thinks she looks okay, but she needs someone to let her know that she looks okay. Mm-hmm. And I can see how that can get really fucking annoying. So mm-hmm. I say, look, she should really just tell her friend, yes, you look good. Don't ask me again. If you have a booger coming out of your nose, if you got lipstick on your teeth, if one of your earrings fell off, I will let you know. But look in the mirror and be cool with how you look and stop asking me. Like sometimes friends just have to be real and stop giving in to people's insecurities and mm-hmm. take off the baby gloves and just be like, look, and not to mention her friend was hella shady to her. I bet I bet her friend is probably prettier. The girlfriend that needs the compliments knows it because she told her to show up at the party looking casual, jeans, t-shirt. Then she showed up, hair done, makeup did, new outfit, like she said. So she probably feels that they're always being, she probably has this this make-believe competition in her head that her other friend isn't feeling. So then she's trying to live up to how the other girl looks, to the other girl's Well, we don't know. I mean, you know I'm saying? I, of course I do. And look, it's not necessarily in her head. Women, if you're an American woman, then you are ingrained from childhood to become obsessed with your looks and competitive with yeah. other women about men, about different things. And so that, of course, is probably playing into this. And I didn't mean to, to imply that she needs to, um, you know, bow at her friend's every need and desire. But I'm just thinking, what I was going at is you need to find a new friend. Mm. <laughs> That's where I'm going. Exactly. <laughs> Your friend might be going through a little bit of a rough patch. You said you've been friends with her for a long time. And sometimes this is going to take a, a friend to just be real and be like, look, you look good. You need to be happy with how you look. There's nothing I can say or do in any way, shape, or form to me. Because no, you know what? What? No matter, no matter how many compliments you get, if you feel this way about yourself, that's how it is. That's true. When I go out and I feel like shit, or I got something on my mind, or I don't look good, or or I feel like, oh, like I know that I've gained ten pounds and I know what I look like under the shirt, and I'm not happy with about it. Even if you tell me I look cute, I often don't believe it. Or even when when I get compliments from people, I often think, okay, well, this is what they say because they feel like they're supposed to say. I want to tell you something that you you hit the nail right on the head, and I completely. Agree. This is my last thing I'll say about this. I think that, you know, I can I can recognize when if if like just you and me, for instance, we're best friends. If you if you have an insecurity about something, I can tell the difference between that insecurity that you're feeling about yourself versus do what do you like this shirt? Like there's a difference and I can tell how that's being asked and those things. And 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 so I wouldn't I think it's important to choose when I would give the real the tough love versus, you know, knowing that that's a tender spot for you or a sensitivity for you. And mm-hmm. I know that our friendship alone we've been friends for 20 casual almost when we were doing 1998 we must have met in 99 since we were since, since we were since we were nine time. years old and so we've known each other for a long time and our relationship has gone through you know like not ups and downs but like different it has morphed over the years
years. There was times where we, you know, we're not as close or didn't always talk every day. And now we talk every day. And and so there's lots of, you know, there's moments where we just kind of, as people change, the relationship has to kind of find itself again. And that might be what this girl has to go through. What do you think? The relationship isn't going to last if you continue to allow her to beg for compliments because it's going to get on your nerves and you're going to start getting even more resentful. I mean, she's the girl's already pretty resentful if she's pulling shady shit, like telling her to come to party and dirty sneakers <laughs> and shit when she comes looking all like she's ready for the red carpet and shit. So I think that she should definitely let her friend know. And, and I've had friends, I've had friends have to put me in my place on more than one occasion and it only helped me and I know that they did it because they knew that they were the only ones that would be able to point it out. So I think you should just be like, look, you look nice, you look pretty, that's the compliment you're getting today. You have to know it yourself, there's nothing else I can do for you, period. End the conversation, that's it. Let us know how it goes. Damn, we have to have like a recap episode. like really soon so anyway let us know how it goes but definitely just tell her one compliment a day and that's all you get inside bar bitch if you tell me to show up in dirty jeans and sneakers to a party you're getting a slap in the face (laughs) you show up looking all cute all right let's go to the next question all right question number two Q music. Dear Kaz and Pep, I'm an 18-year-old female living just outside of Atlanta. I have a best friend. She and I have been friends since the fifth grade. My best friend was desperately in love with her boyfriend for about two and a half years and recently found out that he cheated on her and then he broke up with her. Last weekend, we were driving around when we saw his car. She told me to stop the car and I was like, why are we stopping? And she said, wait here. (laughs) I saw her grab keys out of her purse and scratch all the way around his car about three times. Now this car is her ex-boyfriend's car's pride and joy. I don't know much about cars, but I know it's a classic and, I mean, nobody wants their car to be key. I know it's a classic and he just gave it a new shiny black paint job. Mm, me too. <laughs> when she was done scratching the car, it looked like she just used a rake. <laughs> There were silver lines all around the blackness and it looked horrible. I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe she did it, but I guess she got some type of revenge that she wanted. Fast forward to two nights ago when the police showed up at my house and told me that someone saw my car near his that night of the incident and they were questioning me about it and asked if I knew anything and I just said no and played dumb. I'm really scared. I don't need any problems with the police. No, you don't. I think if I told the police I had nothing to do with it and had no idea that she was gonna get out there and scratch the car, they wouldn't have believed me and they would have just assumed that I was an accomplice. Yeah, they would. I really need my best friend to come clean and let them know that I had nothing to do with this. I just started my first year at college. I don't need all this drama that I honestly had nothing to do with. What should I do? Should I tell them that it was my best friend and take a chance that they might not believe that I had nothing to do with it? I'm about to ask my mother for advice, but I'm afraid she'll take it into her own hands. Let me know if you have any advice. Signed, Juju B. Shirley Temple. Juju B. I bust the windows out your car. (laughs) Of course we have advice. Of course we have advice. Uh, don't go to the cops. The cops, first of all, you and your best friend driving together, they get, like, I've seen enough episodes of Judge Judy. She's basically an accomplice. Because again, oh, you saw the car and she told you to stop, but uh, you didn't know why she asked you to stop. You had no idea when she grabbed the keys out of a purse that she was going to keep that car. Oh, if, if, what, if what your best friend did was wrong, then how come you didn't keep off driving? How come you let her get back in the car? She's an accomplice in the eyes of the law. There's 
there's no way around that. And if anyone's going to come clean about anything, it's not going to be her. It has to be her girlfriend, but that is not going to happen. Her girlfriend is pissed off at her ex-boyfriend who cheated on her, who broke up with her, who broke a heart. And this, I mean, these kids, are they fucking, did she say she was 18 years old? She said it was her first year college. Like mm-hmm. This girl's like 18, 19 years old. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> No, 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 no. Your friend, your friend has to plan out her tactics better. Your friend, if your if your friend is gonna be like scratching people's car, then she has to first of all, she has to, she has, she can't be taking another car to get to the situation. She has to wrap herself in black. She has to go ninja style in this shit, and she has to make a clean getaway with nobody else involved. If you uh-huh. are gonna take that route, which I do not recommend <laughs> because it is against the law, and I don't need any motherfucking We're taking problems. Notes. But if the police came to if the police came to my door, I mean, you did the right thing playing dumb. But if the boy boyfriend finds out which he obviously found out that your car was near his car the night of the incident he's not going to assume that you keyed his car he doesn't think that you have any vendetta against him he's going to know that it was his ex-girlfriend so i'm i'm just surprised that the ex-girlfriend hasn't been questioned by now yeah well you know i mean i can completely see why she would be afraid to do it i mean these days i don't really know too much about this girl but these days you know the cops is all it's like the cops don't even necessarily look into nuance these days people like you know see one picture and then all of a sudden she's going to be the one and like you know they're obviously after her they're not going to believe that it's another friend so I can see why she would be scared I completely understand that but you're totally right so I mean this is pretty simple I'll do the last word on this one you are an accomplice unless the only thing that makes you not an accomplice is two things number one if you were actually not there or if you call the police and tell them that you had nothing to do with this and kind of confess on your own and say that you were there um, and kind of you know let them know. Obviously, it's important to talk to your friend and have a conversation about this, but I wouldn't do too much plotting and planning. But you should just let your friend know that you're disappointed that she dragged you unwillingly into this situation. You know, she didn't warn you about it. She just basically said, stop here. I'm going to go commit a crime. Stay here and wait. Unfortunately, the the minute you agreed, like Caswell said, the minute you agreed to do that, then you became an accomplice. And so I think you Mm -hmm. should let your friend know, like, look, bitch, I didn't know you were going to do this shit. And your relationship with your ex-boyfriend is your business. But now it's negatively affecting me because I got sucked up into this. And I need you to let the cops know that I had nothing to do with it because the cops are at my house, not yours. But you still need to let the cops know. You need to have your own story and let the cops know. And I definitely have another word of advice for you. Get a lawyer. <laughs> hey, no, don't get a lawyer yet. This way, I'm going to take it to another level. Have this conversation with your friend. Bring it up to your friend. Say, I didn't even know that you were going to do this, Marianne, or whatever the fuck your name is. Or Say, I, I didn't know you were going to do this. Why did you do the car? Blah, 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 blah. But make sure you record this whole situation. So if you need to prove oh, your reasonable doubt that you were not an accomplice, you can just hand over the tapes right then and there. I mean, have you ever got revenge on... I mean, I've talked before about how I've gotten revenge on people and, you know, ma- mailed bouncers boxes of shit and stuff like that. But do you, have you got revenge on an ex-boyfriend that has broken your heart before or cheated on you? I've never, no, I've never really gotten revenge on anybody. I mean, I have said like nasty comments to, to, to exes and, you know, had like kind of firm conversations. I wouldn't even say arguments. Um, and I've had like spiteful thoughts about them, but in terms of like getting like revenge that I knew that they would see or doing something that kind of just to, to demonstrate and let they would see, I've never actually done that, you know, before. Um, not that I haven't thought about it, you know, but I wouldn't, I don't think I would ever get out. I can't picture a situation where I would get out and key someone's car or destroy someone's property. The most I've ever done is I've had a boyfriend, one probably my first boyfriend in New York. 
and he was over my place all the time and he did cheat on me at least thrice oh, no. and when he left when he left he left his stuff in my house and he left a really nice pair of jeans mm-hmm. and two pairs of really nice sneakers one with some some new adidas but they were like a green and orange i don't know at the time they were hot i can't really i would not wear them now and like a pair of dunks and they were both brand new oh 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 and i, and I remember a supreme baseball cap that he really wanted so i kept the supreme baseball cap but i brought all his other clothes to the goodwill and <laughs> and he was not and then when he asked me where they were i'm like oh they're in the goodwill you can find them if they're still there they're they're in the shelf what did he like say on the right how did he react he was to like Ooh. he wasn't very reactionary you know he uh he didn't he he yeah he he didn't really get too loud about stuff like that because so they knew he that he was in the wrong and oh and i yeah he, well but the whole the, I, look in new york city nothing is more valuable than space and those two sneak those two pairs of sneakers and those jeans were taken up enough space in my studio. Let alone emotional in space. Chelsea. <laughs> and they the, yeah, and they were not paying rent. Mm-hmm. So I found those sneakers and that nice pair of jeans, a new home, and you're welcome. I think it's I mean, I mean, going into this a little bit more, I read a really good book um called Attached, which talks about attachment theory. And what I'm seeing when I see this woman keying the ex-boyfriend's car is not so much, well, let's just put it this way. Revenge is all about maintaining a connection to the person that your ex or whoever it is. It's about maintaining a connection so that you has a reason to stay in your life so that you're connected. And, oh, you don't want to see me? I'll force you to notice me so that you have to call me and ask about what happened to your car, that you'll be forced to be connected to me in some way that we have to work this out. And so that's all revenge really is. It's a desperate attempt to remain in someone's life in a way that's undeniable. Um, you know, because he he has to unless with- you're gonna kill them, like some kill bill shit. That was that wasn't to maintain yeah. a connection. No, that, that was the end. That was the. <laughs> Cut the telephone line <laughs> in every way, shape, or form. Yeah. Kill Bill. There's a difference between revenge and revenge killing. <laughs> um, okay. And so so I do think that that's what that's mostly about. And so I guess that's part of the reason why I've tried my best to not like go out and get revenge on any exes. Of course, breakups are hard and you will be thinking about them and you'll be heartbroken and, and miserable even when they're out dating the new person or whatever. But going that extra mile to like destroy their property or break the law is really just putting yourself at risk to maintain in the life of somebody who doesn't want you in their life. And and I think that's the bigger part of it. And now what we're doing is, unfortunately, this friend who's not the person writing in for advice is dragging down her friend with her. Someone who was mm-hmm. obviously willing to go out with her, help her get, because when you know, when you're going through a breakup, you need your friends. I, yeah. I know this, you know that I relied on you a lot during the breakup. Same. And I, and we need, I need my friends and I want to go to dinner with them and have, go to the movies with them. I certainly don't need them being involved in a crime that they're going to get arrested because then I got nobody to go to the movies with. Especially one that you're connected in. Hello. So yeah, I definitely think that, um, it's, it's unfortunate. I do think that it's important to look at this from, more than just that simple kind of perspective. Like Caswell said, you know, you have to protect yourself first. You know, record the conversation, have a conversation with this person. Um, you know, look into a lawyer if you don't, because the cops are not going to wait very long for you to work out your friendship. But just know that this girl is going to do some desperate ass things, which she's already started to prove. Um, and that you might want to steer clear of riding with her in the future until she's completely over this ex. But it is worth mentioning to her, bitch, you fucking it with my shit. You fucking with my college. Um, and, you know, gosh, I don't usually curse. <laughs> and, and you know, like, talk to her about that. But then you need to make your own decision what's going to be best for your future. So let us know how it goes. Please stay out of trouble. Take the bus. 
and um, <laughs> you know, or give her a bus. Don't pass. rock with her no more. Yeah, Don't rock her that's her what I'm talking about. All right, I think we should move on to the next best friend question. Uh, it's question yeah. number three. You ready, Kaz? You know I am. Here we go. Cue the music. Hey guys, I am a gay man living in a small town in central Massachusetts. I have a best friend. He is a bisexual guy that I met on Grinder about seven years ago. We hooked up a couple times, but quickly went into friendship hanging out mode. Wah, we literally wah, wah. see and talk to each other every day. He comes over my house every day after his construction job and I cook for him, massage his feet and shoulders and I am always there when he needs a friend or someone to talk to. My problem is I am desperately in love with him. He tells me he loves me but we are just friends and he doesn't want to lose me as a friend or a massage parlor. I recently found out he is dating a woman and my heart is breaking inside. I wish there was a way for him to have feelings for me the way I have feelings for him. I have been so desperate that I have resorted to watching all the YouTube videos about how to get someone to fall in love with you and even done a few love spells that I found in a witchcraft book. <laughs> he is coming over a little less since he met this girl and I find my heart breaking more and more every day. I can barely eat or sleep. I don't know what to do. In my heart, I think I should distance myself, but he's become such a huge part of my life, I don't know how. Do you have any advice? The Vixen Bloody Mary. Vixen Shirley Temple. I mean, Vixie Bloody Mary. This is sad. I do feel like this is pretty sad. Um, well, look, I, I have, hate falling in love. This is like a layered thing. This is—I don't think this is quite so simple. Unrequited love is a bitch. That's what most of the songs and most of the movies are about, and most of the books. Unrequited love. You fall in love with somebody who doesn't feel that same way about you, whether it's best friends or someone that was romantic and no longer is. And so I have been there. I've definitely been there. Long time ago, prior to me being able to um, live my life fully and freely as the woman I am today, I had lots of uh, connections with, um, and this this definitely speaks to not just me, but also other people in the trans community and obviously in the queer community too, which this is. Um, But one of the barriers that I've heard a lot of trans people, especially trans women, talk about is that they have these connections, these friendships with guys, if they're heterosexual, that are great, they're brilliant, and these are like almost basically boyfriend material, just like this person is explaining. But then the guy turns around and says, you know, you're basically like my girlfriend, but since you haven't medically transitioned yet, I can't go anywhere. I can't do this. And so that is a bitch to hear. Do you know what I mean? That the connection is there, but something's missing. And so I really feel for you. I know it's important and it's a blurred line to have a a best friend that you're kind of in love with. And, you know, because, you know, at at the end of the day, whoever you're in love with and your partner should be your best friend. And so I know for you, all the ingredients are there. But if this is not working for you, I would probably communicate this and say, because of the feelings that I have for you, we can't maintain the same relationship. Um, um, and and maybe lay it out for them and say, look, if in another time and place, if you ever want to try it, if you want to, you know, try to see if we could be together, if you want to try something casual with me or whatever, set up an arrangement that works for both of you. But clearly this arrangement is not working for both of you. And I think that's what the kind of the tough part is about this. I mean, have you ever well, she's, had... Yeah, well, she's definitely not getting anything in return. And something I really picked up about this letter was that I, it seems like she, she has the need to please syndrome and she wants to take care of this guy she wants to please this guy and really why would this guy leave he can just like if he doesn't have 
anyone else to go home to. He can go to your house every day after his hard construction job. He can get a, a hot home cooked meal. He can get his look. Let me tell you something. Your feet robbed. Oh. If you're gonna massage my feet every day, I mean that adds another seven years to the relationship. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone loves. Everybody loves to get a massage. And if you're gonna take care of somebody like that, why would he leave? And he doesn't want to let go of a good thing like that. And you've been doing this subconsciously because you want him to fall in love with you. So you're cooking him dinner. You give him a massage. I'm sure you're doing other things, probably getting him clothes. It's not even subconscious, I don't think. No, but also like he gets to go to a spot where he is taken care of and he is adored. And so many guys, once they get that, they become addicted to that, regardless of whether or not they're in love with the person giving it to them. And what he's doing is fucked up because he knows you have... Because, okay, I've been in this situation where there's somebody that's 10 times more into me than I am into them. And I know at the drop of the hat, if I says, yo, will you come rub my feet? Will you give me a massage? I know that if if I said, ooh, my back kind of hurts. Oh, I give a great massage. I'll be right over. Like, I know that. Have but you I also taken know that I would be that? taking advantage. No, 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 I don't. Absolutely not. Because I know, and this is based on experience too, I know that that it's only that they're, that they're infatuation for me or their love for me or their adoration or whatever, their, their crush is only going to get 10 times stronger the more I, I yeah. allow them to come in. And that's a, that's a really that's fucked true. up thing to do. So he he's not, he's taking advantage of you to a certain extent because he knows that you want more. I'm sure that if he, I'm sure that if you have money and he and he needed a loan, a quote unquote loan, you would give it to him. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's stealing money from you or anything like that, but I'm saying that like he is overstepping the bounds because he knows that you want more. He knows without a shadow of a doubt that if he asked you to marry him, he, you would say yes. He he knows that you are going above and beyond for him and that he, he's taking advantage of you and you should really, you should really see that. And sometimes it's done in a slick way. It's not like, you know, someone's going into your checking account and stealing your money or, you know, they're, they're, you know, whatever, stealing money out of your purse or something like that. Like, that's not always the definition of when someone's taking advantage of you, but he's definitely taking advantage of your heart and your need to please. And you're gonna, you're gonna have to separate yourself. Well, I agree. She's also saying, she's also saying this, that she's gone to the YouTube videos and the witchcraft. Now, I know a lot more people have resorted to YouTube self-help videos about how to get someone to fall in love with you and even witchcraft than they will admit. And I will admit that. Okay. You'll admit that you've done it? I will admit that when I was 21, the first person I They didn't have no YouTube when you were 21. Lies! I'm not saying (laughs) that. I'm saying witchcraft books. I'm saying I got got one of those, I got one of those love rocks and meditated Mm -hmm. over and kept it in my pocket and thought that when I saw him at the club in Boston, that he was going to buy me a drink and follow with me again. Like, I definitely pulled that type of shit. I really wonder if it works. I want to know if it works. I mean, we- You've never done anything like that? I I have thought about it, but I've never actually gone through with a spell or incantation. You know, I've, I've looked them up and then been like, oh shit, I can't learn no other language, you know, and like not done it. So I really would like to know if it works. If anybody has one that works, please let me know. Send it my way. Believe me, I got some use for it. Um, and so I haven't actually cast a spell on anyone and I've never gone to the store and gotten a love rock. I have. Um, I've looked it up when YouTube became a thing, which is more recently. It was like, oh, there's makeup tutorials. I wonder if there's any make them fall back in love with you tutorials. And there are. And I looked them up. I've never done them. I would like to. Um, just didn't seem like I was comfortable going through it in the moment, you know, but I would like to know if they work. Uh, something tells me they don't. <laughs> 
those YouTube shits because they will take advantage of you. Like the last time my heart was severely broken, I was definitely going on YouTube. It was like, how do you get this guy to think about you again? Or how do you get this? Not even so much. But how did you, get you this did guy it? Did you mind? do it? Watching a video on how to get somebody to think back to you is the first. You know why step, I didn't do it? It's because step? at the end of at the end of the forty five minute segment yes. on YouTube, it all ends up about buying a book or buying okay joining somebody's Thank website. Thank you. That's the piece or, we needed to or hear. Or paying twenty nine ninety nine for some streaming service to try to hypnotize someone to fall in love with you. And I'm not all about that bullshit, but they'll be giving you signs like, oh, next, did you forget something at the house? Text them, but in the text, you know, tell them that you're going away and to, on a little vacation for yourself or with friends and mention it that's the exact same place that you guys had your first kiss. So it sparks a memory in him that's where he had the first kiss and he'll start thinking of those thoughts again, like all this type of bullshit. And people get pulled, like they have millions of hits on YouTube for this type of shit. So Damn. I'm saying, I'm saying, stay away from those YouTube videos. Yeah. Stay away from that witchcraft. I and you, <laughs> it is going to be hard, Vixen. It is you are gonna, and I promise you that it will pass. I promise you that it will last a couple months, and I promise you there will, you know, there's gonna be an emptiness in your heart when you get this person out of your life. But he's moving on in one way, shape, or form. He wants to find someone that he's in love with, and that person isn't you. And I hate to be the one to tell you this, but it truly isn't you. He is moving on, and you're gonna have to close the door. You're gonna have to put a period at the end of it move on i suggest finding some friends going out with friends staying busy not staying home cooking dinner eating by yourself and doing a woe is me and boohooing every day get your cries out of the way in the morning and make plans as often as possible for a friend to see in movies or that that old friend you haven't seen in a while or that sister or that brother or that family member that you like to chill out with or you know that ex that's now a friend that always has the good weed like hook up with them and just always stay busy and always stay around other people that's what i say and i i wish you the best and let us know how it goes well that is it for the best friends episode um this is these are some some tough moments and i think it really just highlights that uh how important it is to have not only your relatives and family but your chosen family and the chosen family can change all the time and so please don't feel too much pressure it's more important that you all communicate with your friends that you are together with than you know going through all these woes and these problems but best of luck to everybody out there thank you for writing in thank um, you so much keep the questions coming because you're the what makes this show happen it's true if don't, y'all lose if, if y'all solve all your problems we won't have a show it's true so don't forget to go to our social media which is it's a mess podcast on twitter and instagram and uh, shoot us an email from our instagram page there's an email button there mm-hmm. and let us know what your calamity is and how we can help you <laughs> and as usual faces places and names have been changed obviously to protect the innocent and the guilty <laughs> thanks for tuning in see you next week bye, bye. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Ew, ew, ew.